got his name by stealing stuff. Oh, that makes sense. I thought it was because like, he liked waffles or something. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. That is a hell of a nickname, though. Yeah. <laughs> sticky yeah, fingers. Like That can mean anything, honestly. Like, sticky fingers. That was my nickname in high school, you know? Yeah. You know, like, whoa. But then, oh, yeah, back in jail, my name was Sticky Fingers. What what was he doing in high school and in jail <laughs> to get those <laughs> nicknames? <laughs> he was uh, eating a lot of waffles. Or stealing, I don't know. Or stealing a lot of waffles. Stealing a lot of waffles. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Drinking that sweet, sweet water. Sweet, sweet water. Cool, clear water. The nectar of the gods. With throats burned dry and carry me to water. Cool. Yeah, that's a song. Hmm. Not familiar. Uh, old Dan and I with throats burned dry and souls that cry for water, cool, clear water. Hmm. The nights are cool and I'm a fool for water. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea about that song or it's Ian's old. history. Ian's history with that song. Dan and I with throats burned dry. Yeah, that's um, it's an old country song. Country, back in the what fifties, sixties, or so, maybe. Really, old school songs. Yeah, that's the type of country music I like. Shit from the thirties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. Real cowboy type shit. Real cowboy shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, they're the OGs. That's like nineties hip hop. Compared to modern hip hop, same mm-hmm. thing. Thirties country compared to modern country. Old school's better, objectively. Not to say there's not good artists now. You know, Kendrick Lamar's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Post Malone with Khalifa. Got some good, some good ones, some good ones. Juice World when he oh. was alive. Rip. He made some good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're a little tired tonight. Yeah. Ian did a, a three-hour long hike. Yep. And then I did a bunch of coding. So I'm mentally tired. Not so much physically. Mm. But mental... Um Weariness will also affect your body. Yeah. Yeah, it will, man. I'm feeling it. But workout when you're working out and you're mentally tired, those hit different. Because you start waking up, Mm. you feel like a god after. Yeah. Can I use your wet towel for my face? 
Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anything for Ian? I just feel like I need it on my face. You do you. All right. Let's kick this. Let's kick this mule. <laughs> Let's kick this thing. Let's get this thing started. Kick it off, Leon. Kick it off. Take it. No, take it away, Leon. That's another <laughs> country. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ian, Ian with all his old country references that no one else understands. Hey, 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 hey Miss Molly, I'm in love with you. Oh, hey, Miss Molly, won't you say you love me too? So, boo, bitches. Welcome to the Taboo Podcast. Welcome. The show where we talk about things that are not supposed to be talked about. Today we have the Jew, the Golden Jew, the Top Jew, the Prince of Israel, the uh, King of Israel, the uh, Money Maker, Money Machine. Money Machine. Don't stop till you get enough. Come on. Exactly. Don't stop till you get enough. It's your boy. Oh, yeah. And it's your boy Ian. Oh, one of the best. The island cat. The, the island Samoan cat. jaguar. You know who it is. Dr. The, Ian. The host with the most. Oh my God, dude. I'm sorry. I keep throwing shit. And a lot of old school country references. Hell yeah. That's Ian. You know, you gotta grab a... An agua. Cool water. <laughs> From your fridge. Thank you. I yes, sir. That. This will give me life. So where do we want to start this one off? You know, I guess I don't want to start it off, to be honest. I just want to drink this cool water yeah. and sing old country song. <laughs> we should... Um, That's the podcast to see. <laughs> we had a really good conversation last week. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted to continue that conversation. We were kind of checking up on our own lives and how we feel and then we've gone through more shit this week yeah and um i don't know it's just, we're just going through uh i guess a growing process in our lives um yeah changing our perspectives on life changing um the way we cope and the way we deal with problems the way we deal with frustration and to be honest it's been a tremendous process it's also been a shitty process so mm-hmm. i mean that's the way i feel about it yeah dude it's uh it's interesting because you go through a lot of difficult things and it sucks and it feels bad in the, um, while you're in it. And then one day it just, it's better. Mm -hmm. Everything's better. Mm -hmm. And then you are grateful for all the hard stuff you went through because you learned a lot and you have so much perspective. You're like, oh man, everything is great. I got everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and you go through some hard shit again. <laughs> <laughs> and you learn. Man, happiness is... Um, happiness is learned, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it definitely does. Because, I mean, going through hard things doesn't mean you have to be miserable. Or, right. or sad all the time. Right. It can still be enjoyable. You can still experience all your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, happiness, sadness, mm-hmm. joy, excitement. 
you can experience all of those. But I think, especially when I was younger, I think I struggled a lot with that, realizing that you can enjoy difficult times. Mm-hmm. You can still be happy. You can still find enjoyment there. Well, I just focused on things aren't the way I want them to be. Things aren't perfect. And I was just upset about that the whole time rather than appreciating where I was at or what I was doing. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of, I was, I was told to feel that uh, when I was in the Christian religion, Hmm. you know, rejoice in your suffering was often told to me. And now I'm learning, um, in a more detailed way, how to be happy through, you know, the strife and, and, Mm -hmm. and, the difficulties you go through life, you know, and it's nice. It's, it's nice. Uh, I'm very grateful for the process. <clears throat> it's definitely easier when you're not being told to be happy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like be happy for Jesus. You're like, fuck Jesus. <laughs> uh, um, Hiram's kind of backing away from me, like I'm going to get <laughs> struck by lightning or something. He's freaking out. It's okay. Yeah, Ian can't walk into church right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Burst into flames immediately. It's like the old tabernacle. You walk into the inner room, you're gonna, you're just going to die on the spot. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. It is easier when... I guess when you understand that that you should be happy going through hard things rather than just being told. Um, and I guess that's for anything. You know, you're more happy, you're more able, willing to do things when you understand why you're supposed to be doing them rather than just mm-hmm. being told, hey, do this. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't understand why I don't want to do this. Right. But once you understand or you have a personal motive or, or reason behind it, Mm-hmm. makes you more willing to act a certain way or and I don't know if you feel the same way but I'm just so fed up with not being happy mm. and I think that's why I'm finally learning this lesson that life keeps throwing at me that I guess I never really learned in Christian environment but now I'm starting to learn it now and not because shut up and be grateful for what you have no nothing like that it's mm-hmm. You know, I'm seriously am grateful for what I have, and that brings me happiness. And I don't have what I really want, or maybe even what I really need, but you know what? I'm grateful for what I have now, and that's enough for now. Yeah. And that's, I think, a more beautiful lesson, you know. That's a more beautiful thing to believe in, because it's something you're going to truly follow, and truly learn, and truly hold on to for the rest of your life. Yeah. And... Those are the most valuable ones, ones that you learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. That frustration, man, it'll, I guess once you finally accept mm. that you're not getting what you want, I think that's when you start to learn. Like, yeah. okay, I'm so fucking frustrated because I'm not doing something right or simply I don't have enough patience. We we had a pretty good conversation about this the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been on the podcast. For real. I was just like, man, I wish we were recording, but, you know, oh, well. 
And that's kind of why we started the podcast because we have good conversations. <laughs> we should take this recorder with us everywhere. Everywhere. Start hitting the record button. Uh, yeah, that was good. It flowed smoothly. We were yeah, talking about good shit. <laughs> so, kind of what we were talking about was like growth, growing, change, and understanding, or or looking at difficult things in a new light i guess finding a new way to look at things um because we ian and i are both kind of at a point where we're just like we're starting to be okay with difficult situations Mm -hmm. and starting to you know not panic or be as frustrated in these times and just starting to sit back and realize things are going to be okay, even though they're not okay or where we want them to be right now. Mm-hmm. And you had a phrase that you said that I really liked. Did I? Mm-hmm. You were saying like the things that you were learning and kind of, Maybe some guidelines to live life by or just never give up, mm-hmm. relax, and take a chance, mm-hmm. you know? Take a chance, Columbus did. <laughs> so, like, just just never stop trying, you know, keep going, keep pushing, don't give up. And then when things are difficult, you know, calm down, don't panic kind of let things flow and then take some chances, take some risks, mm-hmm. have fun with it. Don't be too serious about everything. Right. I think that's a recipe for for success in life. I certainly hope so. <laughs> and success being whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe wealth, maybe a comfortable living, maybe family, friends, mm-hmm. maybe a, a good career or or helping others. I think if you can do those things, that will help you kind of get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And this is of course something that I just, I didn't just, you know, I wasn't in a meditation chamber (laughs) and then all of a sudden these words and this little bird flew in and was like telling me all this shit. Yeah. (laughs) On his, on his window. On my window. Yeah. It's like, I learned this from successful people. The never give up part was from Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. The relax, well, the relax part was jujitsu. I'd say, yeah. So that one, like, kind of on my own, but not quite. You learned it through, through other means, through a very difficult sport. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, take a chance uh, again. Another successful person, Joey Diaz, a famous comedian. Um. But yeah, to kind of break down like this process, like to what what it really means is, I feel like, for example, never give up is like the the energy mitochondria of the whole of the whole phrase. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell; it Jesus. produces energy. Mm-hmm. For those who might not have known, but no, but all of you motherfuckers should know because that's like the only thing they teach you in high school. Anyway. Yep. Sorry, getting fired up. 
I could go into more detail, but I digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> it, never giving up is the one thing that's going to guarantee you to keep going. Uh, duh, but yeah, it really is. I mean, you can't fail if you don't stop trying. Exactly. The only time you fail is if you stop. Exactly. Exactly. And when you have something disappoint you so bad in your life you know all you want to do is, is stop like we talked about this i think last session the depression last yeah. session <laughs> last uh, episode sorry <laughs> work is coming in um but last was depression what you in a sense depressed people don't do very much they mm-hmm. don't really do anything you know they they're so destroyed sometimes that they just lay down and they want to be in bed they, all day they lose a lot of motivation to do any typical self-care or even small things. Exactly. Exactly. And once you give up in life, you just never give yourself the chance to, to be, to do anything, to be anything, to pursue anything. And I think because of that, it's, it gets even worse. Oh shit. I give up. I gave up and there's nothing in my life. So your depression gets worse. So your irritation, frustration, whatever it is, it just goes down. You know, builds on you lose it. You lose that. And I feel like um, I'm going to skip to take a chance. Mm-hmm. So take a chance, I feel like, is the pursuit of this whole entire phrase where, you know, you never give up. Okay. But you also need something to aim at. And I feel like in order to achieve certain things, you have to take a chance. Yeah. You just simply have to take a chance. And if you fail, you fail. Well, guess what, bitch? You're never going to give up, you know? Yeah. Take that failure and, and learn from it because it's, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's okay to fail. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. Failure is a, such a beautiful thing because it fucks you up. But once you fail enough, I feel like you, you, and once you start, you just start learning. Yeah. And then you just, you know that lesson for the rest of your life and you never will have to fail again at that certain thing that you're yeah. achieving. So that's it. Don't be afraid to, to fail. Right. I mean, take risks, even though it might not work out. It might not work out, you know, and don't hold on to that so yeah. much, that one idea, because part of you dies with that idea, you know, that like, oh, I'm holding on to this so much and it was so part of me and now it's failed in front of me and it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's important to have several things going at once not to just have one idea in mind and hoping that it all will just fall into place with this one certain thing because Mm -hmm. there's so many other beautiful things in this world that can yeah it can't it doesn't just have to be one idea that you're pursuing and like dating, I feel like dating, you know, this one girl, oh, she's so wonderful and tremendous yeah. and I I'll, love her so I'll much. I'll never be happy if I don't have her. Right. Or it's like, she's the only one I want. Like, you know how bad, a, a bad thing that is to do? That can, that can put you in some dark places. Right. And I mean, kind of cloud your, your view so you might miss other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I've heard it described to me like this and I don't think I'll, let's just go for it. So... So let's take a chance because I don't remember it, it quite. Hiram did. Exactly. But it's like you got to have you got to have a map and you have to have an idea of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. 
but you don't have to stick to one route because mm-hmm. there's multiple ways to get there. And I guess you got to be fluid with that where you where maybe you're traveling along this road and you're like, all right, I'll take this route and you're going and then suddenly it comes to an end, you know, the, the road just dead ends and it didn't show that on the map. So you're like, okay, let's find another route. You can't be so um, hyper-focused on that one route to get where you want to go that when it dead ends, you're like, oh my goodness, everything is lost. I don't, I failed. I, I can't reach mm-hmm. where I want to be mm-hmm. because there are other routes. Mm-hmm. So you got to be willing to like look at the other opportunities. Absolutely. Um, I, <clears throat> it reminds me of that story you were saying last episode, I mm-hmm. think. That Mormon preacher, wasn't it, or something? Mm-hmm. That Yeah, that story yeah. of there's more than one route. And if there's a dead-end route, that's good. Because now you know what you don't know. Yeah. Now you know that road wasn't the right one. Mm-hmm. And so you can travel down another road with certainty at the one that you were on. Right. Isn't going anywhere. So right. you don't, like, second-guess yourself Well. While you're traveling down one road, you're thinking about, oh, well, what if that other one had more opportunity? What if that other one had what I wanted? If it dead ends, you know it's it's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So take a chance. And finally, throughout this entire process of never giving up, pushing through the frustration, mm-hmm. taking a chance, and you're scared to take a chance, this is the part where you need to relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You see, in jiu-jitsu, um, you, you have to do everything in your control to not panic because, you know, you'll be wrestling with a guy, you'll be grappling, and typically, you know, at least in my gym, everybody's at least a fucking purple belt or a blue belt, mm-hmm. and um, they just have training, and they're going to kick your ass. Yeah. And typically, that means that they're going to be on top of you. Because that's a that's a like a, a dominant position where you can do like the most damage, where you have the most control, right? And when you're grappling for the first time, a lot of beginners don't conserve their energy. They just rah, they go after it. You know, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and guess what? You're exhausted now. Yeah. And then now you got this 180 pound man on top of you, and you can't breathe. Yeah. And so what do you do when you can't breathe? You panic. You panic. You're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that's where you need to learn to relax. You're getting beat the fuck up. You know, you're getting beat up. You know, they're not punching you or anything, but Mm -hmm. still they're at a dominant position. They're trying to choke you out. They're trying to put you in a submissive hold. And it hurts. It just simply hurts. And so you're literally taking the punches. You're taking the chokes. You're taking all of this stuff. And you're learning to stay calm and trying to get out of that position. Yeah. And I, like I said, jujitsu for me has been such a tremendous therapy because it just teaches you to stay calm in a difficult situation. And I've applied it to, to so many different aspects of my life and different situations in my life where you just like control your breathing, conserve your energy. Yeah. Control your breathing, conserve your energy. When you feel yourself start to panic, you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Don't panic. Right. Because <laughs> right. when you panic, that's when you fuck things up. Exactly. Or that's when you, you're you not thinking, you're just reacting. Exactly. 
and that can get you in a lot of trouble. It's like you you're, you pull guard, the guy gets on top of you, you push him away, you turn your back, and you're trying to like get out of it. Oh, great, he has your back now. He puts you in a rear naked choke. That's it. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're done. So learning to stay calm when you're frustrated, when you just feel madder than hell, or when you're taking a chance and you're scared to death, that's when relaxing is so important because Mm -hmm. it helps you to think straight it helps you to to not make any impulsive decisions you know it just helps you to think Mm -hmm. i love it i I love staying relaxed during you know (laughs) situations where they're very stressful so that's my whole entire spiel of spiel of (laughs) that uh saying or proverb (laughs) whatever you want to call it never give up relax take a chance Mm -hmm. it's it's such a it's such a beautiful those are such beautiful lessons that i've been applying to my life Mm -hmm. lately um and then i'm learning a new one you know um i've been studying some positive psychology and gratefulness and savoring the moment yeah contribute to happiness and i feel like when you're frustrated you lose room for gratefulness. It's just that simple, at least for yeah. me. And um, even like on my drive here to do this podcast, I was thinking about like the different things that happened throughout this week and how frustrated I was. And, and again, going through the same damn situations I've been through so many times in my life. And I was just like, fuck, <laughs> like I just feel terrible. And then I had to stop myself and, um, it was funny, like, what came to me <laughs> was uh, Kung Fu Panda, what Master Uguay says. <laughs> he said, you're too concerned of what was and what will be. And then he goes on to say, there's an old saying, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it's called the present. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of refocused everything in my, <clears throat> in my anger, frustration, sadness, kind of refocused to... Look what I'm doing today. And I just started to think about everything I was grateful for. Like, damn, I'm so thankful for like the, the jobs that I got after college. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the friends that I have. I'm grateful for the experience that I did today going on a hike. You know, um, I'm grateful for just, you know, anything that should be acknowledged. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know what? I feel better now. You know, I still, I still don't feel a hundred percent, but yeah. you know, I feel better. It's like I acknowledge what I have now, and that's important. That's something that shouldn't be ever be forgotten. Is now. Yeah. Because you need to have some balance. And what I mean by balance is you need to be able to learn from your past experiences. Appreciate the past um, for what it is, but don't dwell on it. You need to be able to have an idea of where you want to go, some mm-hmm. plan for the future, but not be so focused on it that you that's all you think about. And then you're not thinking about what you're doing today to get to where you want to be. You're just focused on where you want to be. Because that then then you're just disappointed that you're not there yet. Exactly. Um, but 
So you need to have an idea of where you want to go. You need to be able to learn from the past and and keep mm-hmm. those some memories, you know. Mm-hmm. But you also need to be living in the moment. Because what you do in the moment will make the future the future yeah the future in the past that's cool <laughs> <laughs> because that's creating the memories that is awesome and then that's putting in the work to get where you want to be what you do in the moment creates the future in the past <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna write that yep. down <laughs> yeah holy shit that is very um oh my god that is so deep yeah <laughs> Oh my God! No wonder mindfulness <laughs> is important. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man! Yeah, write that down. Write, write that, that down. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Huh? That is a really cool revelation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, revelation, if you will. Oh shit! Oh shit! Trying to put out this candle, boy. Yeah, he almost got licked by the wax. Yes, sir. That shit on wax. Coffee and whiskey candle. Oh, is that the? Oh, that's my cologne. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one, dude. I thought it was like pumpkins. It's all, it's it's the little things, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like pumpkin spice. Nope. Or something. I thought it was some basic, basic white bitch stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, you're all thinking it. I just said it. So. <laughs> wow. Well, that is, I mean, that's, that's very important to, to think about though, because when you're like today for me, I was thinking about my past and that, and all that brought was disappointment. Mm. And then I'm thinking about what I want for the future. And that just brings disappointment. Anxiety. And lots of anxiety. Because you're like, oh, man, I got to do so much to get. Exactly. You're like, oh, shit, now I feel behind. I feel Mm. 100 steps behind. I'm not doing what I need to do. Uh, Anxious, 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 anxious. Stop. Mm. The present makes up the future and the past. Yep. And it's going to do you no good to be worried about what... what you lost, what you regret, and what you don't have. Damn. Yeah. All right, live that, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Live that. Live it. But, yeah, dude. Wow. It's a it's life. It's a journey, man. It's There's so much to it. Wow. And Can I see that? Your phone real quick? Yeah. I need to read that. Yeah, life is a... Yeah, dude. Life is a... It's a journey, and I think like Ian mentioned earlier, he just got tired of feeling sad and upset with and unhappy with with life at times. And I feel that too. I felt I feel that where I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done being upset. I'm done being stressed about not being where where I want to be. I just want to enjoy right now. Yeah, and I think that just gets that gets you in a much better mindset where where you are able to appreciate things more and work towards where you want to be. Um, cause 
for me, that never give up, relax, and take a chance. Those were things I, I needed to hear. And I, mm-hmm. I have been like trying to live and learn, but that kind of sums it up mm-hmm. in a nice little saying. Because that's, that's a recipe for, for success. And I'm sure you'll go through some stressful times. You'll have some difficult times in life, but there's no need in, in panicking or again to frustrated with things because then you're just stressed out because what I've learned is things don't always go according to plan they usually work out better than expected Mm -hmm. so so why worry why stress why be so upset Mm -hmm. because things are just going to work out a little bit better than you expected even though it's not exactly happening how you had in mind or or how you wanted got to be able to trust that process that it will unfold the way it needs to mm-hmm. yeah I just I don't know I just wanted to give that space yeah <laughs> I think that's important to take some time to internalize it especially if something that you needed to hear something some for anything that people need to hear i think sometimes mm-hmm. you need some some time to sit with it some quiet to just absorb it and you only have one life you know mm-hmm. and this constant pursuit of what you want and it's it's you're going to be left in so much frustration where you're just going to see your life pass away as you are disappointed most of the time. But, you know, staying in that present moment, staying in that gratefulness, I feel brings that happiness. And in the long run, you have a happier life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're not like, oh, man, I spent the past two years disappointed about this one situation. And I finally got the goddamn thing that I wanted. But, oh, look at those two years that went by. Mm-hmm. You're disappointed about it. That's not a fun place to be. No, it's not. Because I've been there quite a bit. Yeah, so I've been there the past fucking eight, nine months of this year. <laughs> <laughs> I really have, man. Uh, I mean, great things have happened. But there's been lots of... It's been a hard year for me. It's yeah. just lots of just like, fuck. Just, just shit thrown at me and... And I'm just reaching that point now where I'm just like, I was just tired of being upset, you know. Mm-hmm. Finally had a break and then more shit went down this past, what, two, three weeks now. And I'm just like, oh my God. But I just want to be happy. I just want to be grateful for what I have. Mm-hmm. Relax. Mm-hmm. Dude, I did this thing uh, for my for my job. um, I work at an inpatient facility for people going through mental health crises or mm-hmm. they want some st- mental health stabilization and stuff. And one Sign things, me up. One thing that we do for uh, therapy and just, just getting out is just walking. We just get out of the facility and we take a walk with our clients and stuff like that. And so me and this client were um, taking a walk and we were by this hospital and this hospital had this little uh, 
what is it called? A maze. Uh, it was like a maze, but like a meditation maze or hmm. healing maze. I think it's what it, that's okay. what it's called. And I passed this before, and I, I just thought it was like a cool little design made out of like the concrete bricks. Yeah, I'm like oh, that's really cool. And then she's like, "Oh, I love how this is a maze." I'm like, "This is a maze." And she walks. She starts at the beginning, and sure enough, there's only one entrance. Yeah. And it just causes you to kind of go up and down and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then you do another loop and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you end up walking the entire, it's, it's, a, it's a circle. Okay. So you end up walking every inch of that circle. And I had no idea. I didn't see the sign going in yeah. either. It says healing maze. I didn't see that, right? So I walk in there and I'm like, oh shit, this is a maze. So I'm just like <laughs> following her as we're going through this. And I was thinking about like, oh fuck, you know, I'm worried about this. And I'm worried about, I was just going through like the different problems that, in my life and the disappointments and you know anything that was just bugging me and then by the end of it i was just like i'm grateful for what i have that's it i'm grateful for what i have now so i went literally went into this maze feeling like shit and thinking about my problems and i came out as i'm grateful and i'm thankful <laughs> yeah the healing and then maze. i realized oh this is the healing maze i saw that sign after i'm like oh shit okay I, it works i want to do i want this at my house <laughs> just like walking around just like loo, 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 not knowing that this is supposed to help you and it helped me so yeah that was interesting but um yeah man that gratefulness is just like such a i don't know it's like something that's like taught in our culture, but nobody ever does. Mm -hmm. I don't know. At least that's the way I feel about it in my family and stuff. It's like, Oh, be grateful. Yeah. Okay. I'm grateful. On to the next thing. Yeah. I think it requires a little bit more reflection or, mm -hmm. or attentiveness. You, you gotta, gotta, you gotta be, uh, you have to have intent when you're grateful you have to know what you're doing and you to be aware that you're being grateful or put some effort into it mm -hmm. i think so because maybe that's when you get the most out of it and like ian has you've been saying you're you've been making an effort to be more grateful and to stop mm -hmm. and and meditate in the mornings or mm -hmm. whatever to think about what you are appreciative for that day or what you are grateful for and it seems to be helping you a lot and it's been inspiring me i'm like yeah i need to be more grateful i need to be <laughs> thinking about those things but mm -hmm. I, i've been learning a little bit more of the the self-love and self-care kind of thing mm -hmm. that's been my some self-care yeah <laughs> mac miller <laughs> So that's been a therapy for you, listening to that song every time we're at the gym. <laughs> um, I need some self-care. Nah, it's just, I've been learning to, to little, I guess, relax a little bit more. Because mm -hmm. I usually am more uptight and stressed and, and concerned about future plans and, mm -hmm. and where I want to be. And um, feeling like I'm not doing enough to get where I want to be. I'm not completing enough i'm not where i want to be so i don't feel like i'm enough because i'm not there yet mm -hmm. and so i've been learning to let go a little bit and relax and enjoy the present moment 
and um, be happy with with who I am. Because I think kind of where we left the last episode to, I guess, circle back. Right. Yeah. I wanted to revisit that because like you're all vulnerable and then mm-hmm. we fucking and then we cut it off. Um, but to um, circle back to that. Uh, I, I struggle with feeling like I'm not enough a lot of the time. That's like, that's a constant feeling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've had moments where I've been confident in my life, but they felt kind of like pseudo confidence. Like they were like, they were fake. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I felt confident in that moment, but deep down I knew, I knew I wasn't mm-hmm. how that wasn't real. Um, and what I was talking about was no one's ever told me I'm not enough right. or I'm not good enough. I've never really thought those words. Um, but it was is kind of people's actions that made me feel that or that developed this idea in my head that I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. It was where, you know, people are like, oh, you're so kind or you do a lot. And then they, they and then they leave, or they kind of ignore me, and then that sends a message to me that's like, oh, even though you are kind, you are nice, you do all these things, you're not enough. People people still leave, you know. They still ignore you, or or don't want to be around you, even though you're doing a lot, and and they recognize it. Mm-hmm. So that kind of had hurt me a lot where it's just like, even though I am great, I have these great qualities that people enjoy and appreciate, they don't want to be around. So that just told me like, I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And so then I just felt that for such a long time that I was just never enough for myself, for others. Like I didn't measure up. And man, it's been years and it took me a, a, a really long time to recognize that, man, I don't feel like I'm enough. Mm-hmm. I just held on to it subconsciously for so long. And then it took a lot of work to actually realize like, man, I don't feel like I'm enough. And then it took a lot of time and uh, conversations with others and vulnerable moments a lot of frustration and tears to get to a point where I'm kind of changing that that mindset, that belief. I'm I'm correcting it so mm. it's not I'm not enough, and so I do feel more confident in my abilities and who I am. Because, like, yeah, I never really looked at myself as like, oh, look at these great qualities I have. I'm much better at looking at other people and appreciating what they're good at and their qualities and thinking, man, they're awesome. But I was never good at that for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that kind of circled back to where we were last, last episode. So, and props to you, man, first of all. I'm glad that you're, like, realizing that. And 
Yeah. And that I feel like like the people that are close to you that are like, you know, Hiram's such an amazing person. What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Like maybe you're starting to believe us or <laughs> Yeah. But <clears throat> I, I I don't know, just props to you for like finally seeing yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Props to me. I'm and, doing good. And is it something that you're starting to truly believe in now or is it something you're you're still working on? Like something that you're like, "No, I am enough." I may not believe it yet, but I am enough. You tell you you tell it to yourself, but you not quite believe it or do you are you at the believing stage? I'm I'm at the believing stage. Awesome. And that happened pretty quickly. For sure. F- for me in my instance, um, going from recognizing this to realizing like I am enough and believing it, that that phase did happen pretty quickly. And sometimes it's longer for, for other people. But yeah, I'm at this phase where I I believe I am enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, every now and then there's there's doubts where I'm like, oh, I'm not enough or feel like it's imposter syndrome or whatever. But that's more rare than common nowadays. And back when I, mm. that used to be how I felt all the time. Mm. But now it's like, those are the fleeting moments mm-hmm. the, when I doubt. The doubt is a fleeting moment. That's so wild. now I do believe like I am enough and I, I do have a lot to offer. And, uh, Hey, if you don't want to be around me, then like you're, you're missing out, you know, I don't have to change for you. I don't have to change for anything. I, I change because I want to, and it's some somewhere I want to grow. So, well, yeah. Well, congrats. Yeah. And you said you're. Hmm. How did you get to that point? A lot of. Man, it took a lot of frustration. Because. <laughs> there it is again. It, it took. It took. I'm thinking back to this most recent time where I was just super frustrated, you know, like I'll just share the whole experience if we got some time. Um, I was getting to this point where I'm starting one, I'm starting to want to have more of a relationship and, and um, maybe date someone steadily. And there was this girl that I was interested in. And I was like, okay, all right, I, I like her. I would like to pursue something with her, and and then didn't feel like she had the same interest in me. And I was starting to get so frustrated because I'd been having a hard time dating, even going on dates, getting attention mm-hmm. from from girls. And I was like, what is going on? Because I had all my friends and, and family saying, I mean, you have good qualities, you're doing a lot for yourself you're improving yourself, you have potential. I mean, you're like, I felt like I was good looking and I felt like I should do, 
should be doing better at dating than I was. And I was getting so fed up with it. I was so frustrated that I was like, what is going on? What is the problem? Because my beliefs of feel like I should be doing better at dating were not lining up with reality. And that was frustrating me a lot. And I was like, well, is it something wrong with me? And I was like starting to think about that. And I was scared because a lot of the times I just don't feel like enough. And so I felt like I just, I wasn't enough and people didn't like me because I didn't provide enough or I didn't have qualities or whatever. So it was a scary time. And I was asking for a lot of help from, from friends like Bex, Ian, I was talking to my parents. I was expressing my frustration with a lot of people, friends and trying to understand what was going on. And I got a lot of good advice and the conversation I had with Bex was pretty, I guess, pretty sensitive. We I talked a lot about how I felt and kind of got to the tenderness behind all that frustration. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so conversations with friends helped a lot. And um, recognizing some patterns that I had encountered in my life. Um, I talked to a few people throughout my life that have mentioned, like, there's something special or unique about me or I'm, like, really a good person. And some of them were close friends that have mentioned this. And and some people were, were strangers that said they felt something unique or like positive about me and I had kept these in the back of my mind but I didn't think much of them because I never really believed I was enough or and then after this conversation with Bex I kind of was putting these things together where it's like man other people recognize that I am enough other people recognize that I have something special and I was like opening up and being vulnerable and kind of getting to the root of the problem. And then I was like starting to believe these things because it was this pattern that I had had a couple instances of that were like, okay, maybe I am enough. Mm-hmm. And then, so it was frustration, talking with friends, being willing to be vulnerable, and then recognizing. I guess what other people saw in me Hmm. and, um, and then putting in some work to make that mental change, to make that effort, um, to believe I am enough because it does take work and some, um, changing of your mindset and, um, and then action, you know, doing things that made me feel like I'm enough, treating myself better, having more positive self-talk, like taking some time to look at what I do and being like, yeah, holy crap, I do do a lot. I, I am a lot. I do have a lot of good qualities. And that is what got me to where I am. <laughs> that was the kind of most recent event that set it off, and there was a lot hmm. preceding that, but... 
So it all started with a girl. <laughs> I guess you could say. It's always a woman. So that conversation with with Bex, that seemed, was that a turning point? Yeah, that was a major turning point. Interesting. It was almost magical. <laughs> that was a really good conversation. Felt. I guess almost spiritual, you know, because mm. I'm sure you felt that before coming from religion. I was aware you just feel really good, and I guess in religious context, it's called it's called the spirit. And you just feel so good, and and things feel right. And maybe I don't know if I, everyone else feels this way, but in that conversation, it felt like things were just flowing, like timing worked out perfectly with her schedule with my schedule it almost felt like it i don't know it like was a divine moment like like a divine moment where it just everything worked out perfectly you know kind of we were connecting we were connected she was understanding what i was saying um i was understanding what she was saying and the things i was saying was were just like were just right Hmm. I'm trying to, to be honest, I'd like to hear uh, a, the actual dialogue oh, <laughs> of that what would happened. Be nice. Yeah, because you you mentioned that there is this tenderness. You got to the root of this tenderness, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm not trying to push boundaries here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like curious of like what was said, what like what exact phrase, word, sentence, paragraph made this a turning point for you. It was. You don't have to answer, of course. No, I'm happy to share anything. Um, I don't think it was anything super specific, or there was one phrase or or sentence that made this whole shift. It was kind of the whole conversation and the feeling behind it. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But I. I remember talking to talking to Bex about a few instances in my childhood where it really I just really felt like I wasn't enough like, mm. based on people's actions like felt like people didn't care about me and then um and um kind of talked to her how um how difficult it was not loving myself mm-hmm. And um, telling her, like, I think I want a relationship and maybe why I was feeling like I wanted a relationship was because I have such a hard time loving myself. And when things get difficult and stressful, I just want someone to, like, fill in that spot, to, Mm. like, um, to take care of me, to love me, to tell me that I'm enough because I... I can't. I I struggle with it, and it uh, it sucks because it, it, I felt that like a lot, like all the time, constantly. And then the times when things were really hard, I was like, I just, I just need someone to take this from me because I can't. Um. And um. And maybe that's not the right reason to want a relationship is. 
because that's more focused on myself. But, oh, man, that's definitely what one of the things that helped was being was recognizing that and sharing that with Bex. Mm. Like, that's why I just I just need someone to love me when I can't. Mm-hmm. And um and then um so really sharing with her how I felt and and realizing these emotions cuz maybe I hadn't connected these dots before or but connecting these dots and understanding why I was feeling this way and then sharing that with her kind of helped shape it and um, helped make that a turning point for me. And it was just, you know, I felt, I felt that she did care and she did understand where I was at. And um, that was important because a lot of the time, I don't think a lot of people understand me. Hmm. Um, and I don't think a lot of people understand like some of the struggles I go through or what I deal with mentally, like not feeling like enough, not loving myself enough. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people probably look at me and think, Oh, he's happy. And I guess a lot of people looked at me and thought I had everything figured out. That's like, I don't on the inside. I, <laughs> I hate myself. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that, but wow, yeah, wow, that's a lot to hold. Mm-hmm. And it was nice because I was able to share that with Bex, and it was it was safe, it was comfortable. Mm. She was she understood how I felt and. As they was able to take that like from me and help and help me begin to heal. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So not only was it this external validation you needed, but you needed to go to the root. Mm-hmm this tenderness that's where the true pain was coming from mm-hmm. and then understanding that and like realizing that allowed me to to understand what needed to change mm-hmm. to kind of help alleviate this so so this feeling like a a relationship, somebody to tell you you're enough. Mm-hmm. This entirely shifted to you telling yourself you're enough. Yeah. Yeah. So much so to the point where now it's like, I mean, a relationship would be nice, but I don't, I don't need that to mm-hmm. tell me I'm enough. And, you know, sometimes I struggle still with like, you know trying to love myself or feeling good enough but Mm -hmm. 
more so it's just now it's like I don't need someone to do that for me. I can do it myself. Wow. That took a long time for me to be able to get to this point. <laughs> it's, it's what am I? I'm 26, and uh, I've probably felt like not enough since I was probably eight years old mm-hmm. or so, you know, most mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> took a long time. Wow. It's people that are 70 and still haven't figured this out. So. That's why you should listen to our podcast. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can figure things out early. <laughs> I think Ian and I crack the code with the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we keep forgetting it. Never give up. Relax. Take a chance, and then what you do in the moment creates the future and the past. Wow, we're cracking codes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Secrets to the universe. The true coding was today. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Not quantum. Fuck quantum. Not quantum. Yeah. Let's listen to the Devu podcast. That's your quantum. <laughs> yeah. Change your brain waves. <laughs> well, thanks, man, for being vulnerable. That's yeah. that is super encouraging to hear. I was you're hitting close to home for me really? too. It was. I was like, oh shit. That's why I share, man. <laughs> I'm fine with sharing because it, like, I don't know, maybe it helps other people and well, maybe sure. I, don't, I don't see how it helps, but that will, man, maybe it does. So, man, <laughs> you need a conversation with Bex, too? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Bex, she's, <clears throat> she's a great listener. She's yeah. a tremendous person. I, I I told her. I told her one time. I'm like, if you're not a social worker within the next two years, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> that, was, that was three years ago, so I need to kill her. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, Cause are you a man of your word or not? <laughs> she's she's very naturally talented at this. Mm-hmm. You know, she's. You feel safe. I always felt safe around Bex. Always since day do. one, since I met her, mm-hmm. I felt safe around her. You do, motherfucker, Bex. If you're listening, you're. You're a good person. <laughs> you, you're a tremendous person. But, I mean, I can understand her not wanting to go into that field because it takes an emotional toll. Mm-hmm. It does. She explained to me that it's taking it home is mm. what she would have a hard time doing and something she didn't want, doesn't want to do and you're not supposed to do, but she would have such a hard time not, you know, taking, not it taking it home. It would stick with her. And I understand that. And that would be... That would break someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. We laughed. We cried. We danced. Yeah. We ate grapes. Yep. We sang country music. We cracked codes. We cracked codes. We cracked... No. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We're doing everything here. Yeah. So... Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. A, a good conversation. Yes, um, it was. I hope you can take these lessons home or these le- revelations home, and hopefully we will do the same as yeah. well because we're all learning here. We're in this together. Yeah. That's all we want is to help other people learn and grow and maybe not struggle as, as much or as long as we did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... That's that. That's a wrap. All right. Thank you, guys. 
and we'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.